Yo, I'm Evan Mack of the Mac Mania Podcast with my two fellas. I'm Brooklyn Zone, Flubba Voice. And I'm the Hall of Farmer, Jack Farmer. Follow and listen on Spotify and catch us on the Spotify Green Room after major wrestling events. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Sup, Dave? If the rumors that we're hearing are true, what is the bigger signing for the WWE slash WWF, Cody Rhodes in 2022 or Dusty Rhodes in 1989? <laughs> oh, man. Don't make me be an ageist like two seconds into this episode. I, I, uh, God, yeah, I can't front. I can't front on Cody right now. I can't front on him. It's, it's a different time. It's a different time, but I think we're different time, different this. era, different things matter. Let's talk about it. This is the Mass Man Show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I have Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to You're listening to You're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to, you are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you, man? Good. It's uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm not doing good. I just really? came from uh yeah 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 man the Knicks last night it was it was awful. Oh. How are you even thinking about the Knicks on a wrestling week like this? This is the biggest. I just dropped my microphone. It's so big. This is the biggest <laughs> wrestling week, wrestling news week in ages. I gotta tell you the, the wrestling news. Thank God I'm a wrestling fan because if all if all I had was New York basketball to hold me over, <laughs> I'd be in rough shape right now. But yes, you are correct. It is a very newsworthy wrestling week, and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, so so here's what we got: Cody Rhodes. Wow. Yeah, where do we start? Jumping we start? right in. Let's start okay. at the top. Cody, listen. When we started the show, when we, or when we when we when we organized the Ringer Wrestling Show Network, we had been recording mostly on Thursdays, and I said we're, we want to stay on a Thursday record schedule so Kaz and I can be the sort of 
bookend to the week, the end cap. We're going to, we take all the news, we take what everybody else has talked about, and we sort of put a bow on it. This is a week, I mean, I was so hyped I had to get on Mac Mania this week and talk about this news as it was breaking, but I'm glad that we have a little bit of time, a little bit of room to breathe to talk about Cody Rhodes. He's he's officially left AEW, and let me tell you, folks, this is not a work. He left AEW, and he is in discussions, I say apparently, I know this with about as much certainty as anybody reporting it. He is, you know, he's talking to WWE, and it looks like if if I had to, I said it on Mac Mania, I will stake my reputation that Cody Rhodes will be at WrestleMania. Uh, it, it, this it, this really this feels like it's going to happen. If for no other reason than you don't officially close the door on your job until you pretty much until you got that next job lined up, right? It's not like Cody oh, Rhodes yeah. is going to go wander the earth and you know. I mean, I guess I he think, did that before, right? He, I mean, it's not out of the question that Cody's just going to work in like AAA and, you know, go back to PWG or whatever. But, I mean, this feels like a pretty, it, it feels like it must be a done deal for it to have gotten this far and for it to have gotten this public. Well, I'll put it like this. Um, massive, massive wrestling news. And I remember we did the year-end episode of Mass Man Show, and one of our big predictions on the year was someone's going to make that jump. I, I didn't think it was going to be somebody this significant on, on the AEW side as far as like the front office. But I remember conversations me and you had in at SummerSlam, right? Just kind of, and this is around the week that like CM Punk had just debuted. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of changes going on. And one question we all had was how was all of these big signings going to fit in with the guys who kind of like helped get this company to where it was. And initially, you know, I I guess as the news is breaking, one of the first things that made me initially put on my wrestling hat and think it's a work was thinking that the Cody Rhodes, the Cody Rhodes news. Right. Yeah. Well, I initially thought it was a work because I was under the impression that they were like, had at least some sort of, percentage partnership uh, as far as like AEW like I was under assumption that they at least had some sort of stock in the company or or, or they weren't just like really highly paid talents with with um you know with, with staff positions um it's true I, I think but. I think that's been I mean that that was the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around too I think I just dismissed the idea of any of this uh, yeah I just, I just EVPs I, I leaving because you yeah. would think that there'd be some sort of if not ownership stake some sort of like you said some sort of royalties i mean some sort of kickback some sort of something that would that would you know back end deal that would make it really hard for them to leave (laughs) well i just assumed that they'd be making more money off the back end than off their contracts like that's that would just just been my assumption i mean they would have been had a healthy guarantee but that there was a lot of upside in there too um which would have made it which would you know make it hard at the bare minimum hard to, to to wrap your head around walking away that said I mean, this is going to get reported out and people are going to, you know, give us all the the dirty details and not dirty, the contractual details and everything else. We'll know all this going going forward. There are rumors, I mean, uh, rumors, there's reporting that one of the, there's a couple of sticking points for, you know, that that, that led to Cody leaving. One was the lack of creative or the, the loss of creative control. And I talked about this. I was on Bill Simmons podcast uh, on Wednesday when the news broke or Tuesday when the news was, you know, was breaking and, and. You know, we were joking about the fact that when when they when AEW put out the press release to announcing that you know announcing that Cody was gone, that that Cody's I mean that that uh, Tony Khan's like 
ID line, I, at the you know bio line below his name had like 15 titles on it, right? It was just like owner, CEO, president, head of talent, <laughs> head of creative, lead writer, yeah. you know, and you know whatever. And uh, and I think that's sort of you know symptomatic of 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 what Cody was feeling. Now I haven't right. talked to Cody or whatever, but like you know if that if if there's a if there's if there's any validity to that rumor you it's not like you have to do a lot of digging to suss out the truth right it's like it's right there on paper it's right Tony Khan's right. going out goes out and does interviews and and you know he's the main he's the main dude and that's you know what he's earned the right to do that you know I mean if he, you he's if, the one cutting the checks I get it if he, um, if he if he, well not just if he's cutting the checks I mean if he's the one that if he's been in charge of creative like if he's had 95 percent control of creative since this show since the aew launched He's earned the right to tout that and scream it from the mountaintops, you know? And if somebody else is like, I thought I'd have more input, well, you can be upset about that, but it's not like you can't, this isn't like people complaining about scripting promos in WWE because the results in AEW speak for themselves, right? So, I mean, you don't, like, if he's doing this, he's doing it great. He's, you know, it's, it's, that's great. But the other thing was money. The other sticking point, according to, according to a lot of people, is money. And Cody reportedly wanted that CM Punk money, you know, or something approaching it. If you go back and look at the last promo that Cody that Cody cut, his last big like Ooh, monologue. Yes, right before the ladder match. I told once once the news dropped, that was literally my next tweet. I was saying that promo hits way more differently now, especially given all the notices about the CM Punk money and the creative control and who's really out here doing the work and who's really out like the fact that if you go back and listen to that promo, it goes from let's not let's all address how important the pipe bomb was. The pipe bomb from CM Punk was like the 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 spark that reignited a lot of wrestling fans' passion, right? Just because Punk was doing a lot of things that a lot of people didn't think was possible. And on top of that, after Punk said that, I actually went out and did all of those things, right? Well, that, yeah, that's the kicker. He he, yes. he he talks about, I mean, he... He's like, I'm more Punk than Punk is, <laughs> you know? The, the, there's got to the, be a the, little what? bit of, there's got to be a little bit of something in, in your chest for that when he said that, because he's like, yo, you guys are all screaming for the mountaintops, how much, how much you love Punk, how much you miss Punk. He's been gone for this long. He's getting a, a shit ton of money, whereas I'm the one who kind of, you know, in... Not even, not even just you know facetiously, broke my back for this. You know, like literally was out there wrestling on every single promotion, did everything, got the bucks together, got the elite going, launched all elite wrestling. Like I, so, and then not only that, he goes and puts over a lot of the talents that he helped bring in and has helped had a hand in training and all that stuff. It almost sounded like a farewell speech. It, yeah. Now well, it sounds like a farewell it. speech. <laughs> At the very beginning of the speech, he, as an aside, drops in. Somebody told me I should save this, but I don't know. Right before he goes into right, yeah, right before he goes into going in on Punk, he's like, "Some somebody said I should save this, but I don't know if I'll get an opportunity." Right, so he knew he was there was a chance he would leave, and it's true. Punk did that. Pipe, the pipe bomb changed wrestling. It changed, frankly, it changed my career. You know, like I, like, oh, same. I started writing. Same. I started writing for Grantland, and like the next, like the, the second week on the job was the pipe bomb, and suddenly I had purpose. You know, um, <laughs> but it was, but but it was. I mean, it's it's real. I mean, Punk talked. Punk changed the way. I mean, Punk changed the wrestling world with that pipe bomb. But he said it. But 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 there was a lot of you could you could say there's a lot of it's it's all talk, right? He walked away, and he. 
Well, in the wrestling terms, he took his ball and went home, right? And, and to, to borrow from Vince McMahon. And, and Cody says, I did go to Ring of Honor. I left and went to Ring of Honor. I left and I went, I to, went, to, Japan. I went to Japan. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like I work I worked I worked PWG. I worked like, the, I worked the, the Indies. Cody's you know? basically saying, like, uh, for all the, the revolutionary talk that CM Punk gets, I'm actually him. I'm yes. actually that guy, you know? Yeah. So I'm the all voice that, of the voiceless. Hey, listen, th- say what you want to say about how you feel about his character work and everything he's done on TV. There's no denying all of this was culminating to this moment, right? Like when mm-hmm. you really think back to why Cody initially was fired or left WWE, it was because he probably felt very undervalued. He probably yeah, sure. felt like he wasn't in, in, in the right situation, probably didn't like a lot of the gimmicks he was doing, probably thought there was a, a better way to do this. And despite what anybody may think of him, he went out there and actually proved that there's other ways to do this and they could be very, yeah. very successful. So, yeah, it, I or, mean, or on the absolute layman, the, the smallest of terms, he's upped his stock. He's, he's yeah. more valuable now than there's only maybe like a handful of people that the WWE could go and pluck out right now that are more valuable than what Cody and his, not just him as a talent, his, him as a mind, but his entire family legacy. Yeah, brings back to WWE. That's yeah. I, I mean, think that's it's, huge. It's important in all this, and I'm not. I, I don't want to like beat a straw man. You know, be attacking a straw man here. But but for the idea that like, you know, uh, there there's this idea. I mean, I guess the 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 story is that you know. Well, I guess the the harshest reading of Co- Cody's beef with Tony, and there's no, no, you know, I don't have any sourcing here or anything like that. But it's that like. You know, he sort of like takes credit. He's like taking too much credit for a thing we made together, right? I don't want. We can't let that same thing, that same like you know, Funhouse Mirror version, of that same thing happen to Cody Rhodes because you can watch AEW and be like Cody, like they're not going to miss Cody, and in some ways they're not going to miss Cody. Like I, I think that his his segments added real value to the show, but like just due to the fact that he was like, those promos were about wrestlers that I don't care about for the, for the most part. Like his feuds were, were sort of in their own parallel universe. It reduced their potential value, right? If he were out there, if he went out there and cut that CM Punk promo, uh, the, the, you know, and, and then actually had a feud with CM Punk, that would be freaking enormous, right? I mean, that would have been gigantic. So, you know, at this point, in some ways, they're not gonna take a huge step back. Although I guess it remains to be seen what just having him around, how that made it feel legitimate in some ways. But to argue, if, if anyone wants, I mean, I guess there's, I, I get this vibe out there that almost like Cody is this sort of like, like mascot, this sort of like big ego guy who's, who like take, who gets undue credit for getting them to where they are now. No, like, there's no all-in without Cody Rhodes, right? And if, without, if there's no all-in, there's no AEW. I mean, there might have been something. There might have been some, like, version of it. But there's a real direct line, you know? It was Cody, like, legitimizing the elite guys in, the, in, in North America. Not they, did, they didn't need his help for, for like, diehard fans. But, like, that, they, they, they needed his help to be, the, to be the main event in Ring of Honor, you know? And, and like, the, and, and all out, I mean, all-in happens because... Cody responds to a tweet from Dave Meltzer, you know? I mean, like, if that had been, 
if that had been, you know, Nick Jackson responding to it, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. I don't deal, know if it hits you know? the same. Yeah. And and without that, there's no, I mean, it's it, there, there's a, he, he really, he it, he is incredibly valuable. And now you talk about his value to that company, to go off what you were saying before, he walks in the door. I said on Tuesday, he walks in the door of WWE, if indeed that's where he goes, as easily a top 10 guy, probably a top five guy, and maybe the list is even shorter depending on how WWE presents him at, at that first moment when he walks in right you could he he walks in the door and he is he is he is immediately bigger or as big as big or bigger than anybody who's not named Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns yeah so here's my thing with, with that I think right now two things one props to Cody because now looking back and seeing you know just kind of how he started his end of his feud like there's a lot of things that really didn't make sense to me with that last run right like the the interim TNT title thing having two belts like then taking that week off and then coming back and cutting that promo up into the ladder match mhm it's not it's not lost on me that his first match on dynamite was against Sammy Guevara and his last match against on Dynamite was against Sammy Guevara, right? Like, uh, it's not lost on me on that. It's also yep. not lost on me that, you know, Cody made sure to go out on his sword and let people know, I think, moreover than just where he's working at, the influence he's going to leave. I mean, they mentioned him a lot on Dynamite yesterday. They mentioned, you know, the fact that, the, the, you know, Sammy's The dog collar match. The dog yeah. collar match. They're keeping Sammy with two belts. It's almost like symbolic now like he has yeah, his belt and it's true. like now that that's other a really belt good is, point you know there's and, like a lot of things it's, it's very smart the way he did so here's where and by the way the, and by the way he went out on his back and he went and and assuming that sean ross Sapp's reporting is correct because he was the first guy that really reported any of this everybody thought mm -hmm. he was like getting worked or whatever we got to get sean but, on if, the show. but if his but if his timeline is correct he did all he did that whole he did the sammy match uh, after his contract had run out yeah you know i mean yeah. like i'm sure he got i'm sure he got paid for it cody at the end of that that cm punk promo that we were talking about earlier he see he made a reference to tony khan sending contracts to him and sammy and he goes well maybe it wasn't as much money as i wanted but and it was this total mm -hmm. aside but it was like maybe that i think that has a little bit more weight now but the point being they signed he signed up for that match you know and he and he went and, and he did business and that's that's i mean that speaks volumes i think about the guy so i agree listen, I, I agree i, I, lo so, I so love so i had i had one more point so after that okay, like go. i think right now seeing how Cody left AEW or reportedly left AEW, I think now the ball's in WWE's court more than ever. Because like you said, right now, outside of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, maybe Ronda Rousey and Becky, you know what I mean? And, 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 and Sasha Banks. There's not a bigger wrestling name on the planet right now. And on top of that, there's not, a, there's not really a number of guys out there that the WWE could bring in and give that free agent buzz that mm -hmm. AEW has owned for the past year. A lot of A that what makes AEW exciting is not just the wrestling and you know uh just the the fact that there's an alternative out there. It was that buzz knowing that like oh who's going to show up next, right? So now that WWE has somebody, you know, obviously if they go and pluck somebody from AEW that doesn't really have any WWE ties, it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal, right? With Cody he has this a whole this whole history already in WWE and he's already done the tour of the indies and does what 
Yep. Essentially what Drew McIntyre did, but like time 30, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he left just the guy. He went and got his chops up, came back and was headlining WrestleMania. So if they can do that for Drew McIntyre, it is not outside the realm of possibility that Cody could be up on that same trajectory as a top of the line main event, you know, headlining guy from day one when he returns back to WWE. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're right. It's a hundred percent on them. And I know, I mean, the, the story's going around. I've heard it from well-placed people as well. Um, it's one of those things where like, I got like when I, when you start hearing the exact wording of the, th of the, of the, <laughs> of the kind of scoops yeah. that you get repeated by other people, you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm part of the machine now. Or like, you know, we're all hearing, maybe we're all hearing this from the same one or two people. <laughs> I'm pretty but, sure this is getting funneled through one person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But but it, but you know Vince McMahon likes the idea is gonna love the idea of Cody Rhodes co-founder of AEW coming back to the family coming back to the fold. I said a couple of times with his tail between his legs. I don't think that's how they're gonna present him. I think that that's how Vince is gonna that Vince is gonna just enjoy that on his own sort of. But <laughs> I mean, listen, there's no for all the people that are like doubting how they're gonna. I think they're gonna present him great on the way in. Now, if you say. Now, if you want to say, is he going to be wrestling for the twenty four seven title in three months? I mean, maybe. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's, I don't know. But Vince has a pretty good track record of appropriately promoting the elite, no pun intended, tier of contracts, the part timers, the real made dudes, right, and dudettes. Uh, he, you know, everybody gets it wrong sometimes, but like, you know, I don't think you're gonna, I don't think you're gonna see, you know. Roman Reigns in like a comedy angle, just, you know, at the, at, and opening shows, you know, I mean, I just think it's, I think that there he's, he's pretty well situated to only do what he wants to do. And Cody, you know, well, it wouldn't surprise me if he negotiated some real, if not creative control, like a legitimate, like walkaway clause or something, you know, so he can actually have at least a little bit of the threat of control. But anyway, I mean, who knows if any of that's, I mean, that's just all speculation. But he's going to walk in and be a top guy. They could put him. Everybody's fantasy booking him against Roman or Brock. I think that probably they're going to play it safe and have him against Seth or something like that, you know, and let Roman Brock run it, run its course. But you can do whatever you want to with that guy, man. He's it's so he's so he's so valuable to them. He's going to he's going to he's he's great. He's been more and more of a WWE guy the longer AEW ran in terms of just style and fit. Yo. I feel like there were so many episodes that we were talking about Cody on AEW and just the reason why he was getting booed and the reason why like fans were kind of starting to sour on him. And I was just kind of like, man, it almost seems like the whole Cody AEW fan story is sort of like a microcosm of wrestling fans in general, right? Like, and Cody said that in that same CM Punk promo. He was basically saying, like, the reason why I never turned heel is because when I needed you guys to cheer me, when I was out there doing Ring of Honor, doing New Japan, doing all these things that CM Punk talked about and I was living, you guys cheered me for it, and I'm never going to turn my back on you for doing that. So seeing just how much bigger Cody got and hearing the the way he was talked about on commentary and saying, like, oh, is he doing too much? Is lots of TV shows and blah, blah, blah. Like, I told him, like, yo, he's he's turning into their Cena. I'm like, Rhodes is, is their Cena now. And that's why I thought it was such a huge story that he was leaving. Because I always thought there was so much value 
and Cody not being such an indie darling like all these other guys. You know what I mean? There was so much value in him being somebody you could recognize, like you could see on on Go Big Show or uh, just doing other things besides, oh man, yeah, I used to watch that guy wrestle on like TNA back in the day or Ring of Honor or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it was legitimate getting into a mainstream status, at least in the Warner Media circuits of, of things. So I'm shocked that he didn't get that money because I did think he, he was more about to, to be quite honest. I, I, I truly believe he's going to be a main event talent in WWE, but I also believe he was way more valuable to AEW than he is to WWE. Okay. But listen, <laughs> let's, I mean, let's, let's get the details for a second. He's yeah. not way more valuable to AEW. If he's not in storyline, if he's not, if he's not working with their top guys. Right. That's why, in some ways, this is, it makes total sense that he would leave AEW. I mean, if he if he's for, I mean, there were a lot been a lot of rumors, but if he's not working with the elite, which is crazy, if he's not if he's not going to have matches with, you know, Punk, Danielson, Moxley, if he's not if he's existing in his own parallel universe where he just like, mm. you know. Works Darby Darby Allen, he's the, he, he's Sammy the great, Guevara, and he's the great legitimizer, is what he is. He's just like I'm yeah, just gonna but, get some people over. But that, but but that, but you have to at some point you have to cross over, right? I mean, Jericho's Jericho's doing his like inner circle thing and having all these side feuds. If two years from now he hasn't sniffed the main event picture, then all those side of those, those little those whatever all the other stuff he's doing loses its luster, right? It, like it loses yeah. its power if you're just completely done. If you're if you're not involved with the main event. It's and I think a, crazy. a big part of I think we all kind of like quietly assumed that was a natural progression because I remember he when he was fighting for the AEW title it was like yo if I lose this match I'll never challenge yeah. for the AEW title ever again but we all know he's an executive vice president we all know that people were dying for him to turn heel so I think in the back of our minds we all kind of assumed like you know what one day he's just gonna flex his power and put himself in the AEW you know world title picture and that's how we get him into heel but the fact that like it just may never happen. Is even yeah. more of an eye opener. Like, how does that? But, how does that ever happen? It's crazy. But the money thing is really interesting because there was the initial reports were saying Cody was making three million dollars a year. Meltzer came in and said that was way too high. You know, like whatever. But maybe that's what he was asking for. I don't know. Here, here here's like, here's here's the story that someone more with more journalistic integrity than me will piece together at some point. Mm -hmm. CM Punk. There's a world in which CM Punk is in WWE right now. Oh, yeah. And we, I would... We, we had those I combos. Would <laughs> I would suggest to the listener that as big of a... As much of a moral crusade as CM Punk's return to wrestling has seemed like, I would suggest to the listener that money was an issue in that, too. And yes. regardless of whether or not CM Punk was ever going to go to WWE... I would suggest that WWE was unwilling to pay as much as Tony Khan was willing to pay to get CM Punk, which, for the record, if that's true, is lunacy, right? You pay, I would pay CM Punk $20 million to walk through the door. You know what I mean? Jeez. Like, do whatever <laughs> it takes. But regardless, WWE was in conversation to some extent with CM Punk's representatives or whatever when they were do when they were uh, whether it was a third party whether it was a Fox thing whatever they, like there was a there was a dollar figure that Vince McMahon would not sign off on and I don't know okay. if CM Punk would have said yes to it but that but but they but they were they were 
they were in discussions, internal yeah. discussions. Yeah, I mean, and, between Fox, between the backstage show, between WWE, and I think or even around the time he was leading up to that debut, I'm I'm told there were very heavy discussions between WWE and Punk and, you know, how close that really came to coming to fruition. I mean, I don't know how close it was, but, f- like, it was for sure discussed. Like, he definitely took a meeting from what the I was first told. Person, the first person that I heard speak with com- with with, ish- with confidence that Punk was coming back. I didn't believe it at the time and just could have blew it off, but the first person that said anything to me said that dub- that people in WWE were, t- were were telling like telling people, like like letting advertisers believe that CM Punk was coming back. Yeah. To their to their company. Yeah. That could have just been bullshit. That that story I heard could have been bullshit, but there's a lot to back it up. The whole point of this story is this. Tony Khan was willing to pay what it took to get CM Punk in the door. He did the right thing. But now, Cody Rhodes looks at that and take that promo that he cut to be literal. And guess what? He thinks, I deserve that money. I, I have CM Punk value. And I have the legacy of this company that makes myself makes me even more valuable. So pay me like in the stratosphere that you're paying CM Punk. Tony Khan presumably says, no, whatever happens, Cody's gonna, Cody walks away. Now he's going to end up at WWE where, guess what? Vince is going to have to cut that check he didn't want to cut before, you know? (laughs) But it's okay. It's okay because because they're going to feel like this is a win. And guess what? It is a win. It is a win. Is there a world in which you could have had CM Punk and Cody Rhodes? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you're WWE, yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe. And that would have been a better deal. But, uh... You know, it's gonna it's gonna. I don't be think really I don't wild. think you get both. I think I, I I mean, depending on who you believe, as far as like getting CM Punk money, I'm not sure if there was a world that was big enough to hold them both for that long. So maybe so Cody wait, never leaves. Let, we got to change the subject at some point on the show, but I but I do want to say I, I have a question for you. Yeah. If if in the year 2024, AEW and WWE have a crossover event. They're like, yes. we are put, putting everything aside and we're going to have Super Clash or whatever and just like all, my, our big stars against your big stars and we're going to m- break the bank. Or we're going to put on HBO it, Max. It's is the be... dream match, will the dream match for Cody Rhodes and CM Punk be that they're fighting each other? Is that the best use of both of them? Are we I mean, that intertwined now or are we just making too big a deal of it? Maybe we're reading too much into the lines, but I feel like eventually CM Punk, as as Cody, you know, makes his 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 four way into wherever he he ends up in wrestling, I think we're gonna have to hear from Punk on his side of the story. But like, hey, you know, Cody said a few things about you on his way out. What are your thoughts on that? And if Punk has something very interesting to say and retort, then yeah, maybe that is the biggest match. I mean, now you could also sell me on like Jade Cargill and Bianca Belair. You could also sell me on. Roman no, no, I don't mean. Cody. I don't mean. I don't mean the biggest match possible. But I mean, is that are those two a lock to match up, or are we going to do like CM Punk versus Old Man Triple H or something? Is that a bigger? <laughs> like, is it Cody Rhodes versus the Elite? Well, I mean, I don't know. Cody Rhodes versus the Elite would be kind of incredible too. Oh, hold up! Smell test. Go ahead, sniff those pits. Now your bits, feet, toes. Come on. Oh, could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... (sighs) 
Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Well, anyway... We got to move on. Speaking of matches that are never going to happen, there's lots of rumors that Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to wrestle at WrestleMania. How? Where the hell? How the? You know it's a big week when that's the B story on this show today, right? Like, uh, yeah. So another Sean Ross sat bomb. Uh, who's doing great? Well, no, this was a. Work, this, this I think this started as right. The first thing that happened was Kevin Owens cutting that promo on Raw that made people start thinking. I don't think did Sean report mm. it first. Mm, mm. I, I I have I have I have a retort. I think the first thing that I noticed was on Super Bowl Sunday, the WrestleMania commercial had uh-huh. a bunch of current talents, yeah, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, and I'm just like, hmm, that's hmm. that's peculiar. It's a Super Bowl commercial. I'm pretty sure I know how ads work. I know how they're. Wait. I know how WWE works when it comes to their promotion. They're not yeah. just gonna randomly throw Stone Cold into a video that's gonna be shown on Super Bowl Sunday. Without some plans for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Some plans. But re- regardless, uh, Owens cuts his promo on Monday, and everybody's just going, holy crap, Is he, he's t- running down Texas. It's like, is he, is he, t- I mean, is this a promo directed at Stone Cold Steve Austin? And everybody started texting me, and I said, I think this probably is a promo directed at Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I, it, I don't, I don't put it beyond WWE to be using this promo to try to drag him into the ring. Like yeah. if, they're, if they're like having like loose conversations and they're like, what if we just call him out? What happens then? You know, maybe I can picture maybe Stone Cold at the ranch right now. Like, oh, oh, hell, Vince, I see what you did there. I was over here just thinking on it. And then <laughs> what? Wait, call me out. We, what? <laughs> can we get our baby face producer, John, to come on mic and even on camera if you want to? Are you, I know you had some, things, some questions about this one. And I would and I think probably the best way to go through this is the Socratic method is to just let you. Let you ask your questions and we'll try to answer them. What's up, Kerm? What's up, guys? I mean, my biggest thing is it's like, I feel like ever since I started watching wrestling when I was like 10, so like 13 years ago, every few years I hear this rumor of, we're going to get stone cold for this mania. And I feel like it's just some kind of like pie in the sky. So can you explain to me like, what makes this this year so different? Like, why are we so certain that these rumors aren't just bullshit like they are every WrestleMania season? No, I got a few. I got a few. So I, I think from way back when, I guess, what, 12, 13 years ago, Stone Cold Steve Austin um, was doing Tough Enough. And, you know, he was doing, you know, he was the head trainer and he was like taking like some solid bumps. And that's when per- first people were like, hmm, Stone Cold looks pretty healthy. And then, you know, he came back for the last time WrestleMania was in Dallas. And it was a small thing, him and the New Day with like Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley. And Shawn looked great because... I think if you remember some interviews afterwards, uh, Vince told Sean to get into ring shape uh, for WrestleMania, and he got into ring shape. So it's like, huh? He's telling Sean to get into ring shape. What's up with Stone Cold? And mm-hmm. lastly, it was I. I personally feel what makes this year a little bit different is one WrestleMania is back in Cowboy Stadium, AT and T Stadium. Two. 
I think Stone Cold Steve Austin, I mean, again, a guy who dealt with a lot of knee injuries, a lot of neck injuries, a lot of concussions uh, during his career. Um, I can't speak for him, but seeing guys like Edge, seeing guys like Daniel Bryan, seeing guys like Sting, seeing the, all these guys come back for one last go round and like not, you know, not just surviving, but like thriving on a whole new level. You see Stone Cold Steve Austin is still has an extreme passion for the business. The podcast and the Broken Skull session is great. Like, you can tell there's still something there. So I think this year is way more different than years past because it's like there's, I think enough time has passed to where I don't think anyone is expecting a Stone Cold run. I think Mm -hmm. he's okay Seeing what's looking, looking at Sting, looking at Jake the Snake Roberts, look at like all these old school legends who can still get in there, make a ton of money, not do much, and like have that certified legend status even grow even further. Well, look at you know, and look look at the Undertaker. I mean, he look had the, the Undertaker. The, bone, yeah. the Boneyard match, you know, was it was again, it's a, a totally different thing. But you remember when he had that match against Cena? My takeaway after that was just like, this is great. Let's just transition the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak into a three-minute highlight reel match every year, and we'll all pop, and it'll be great, and he can do it till he's 100. Austin could work that match. Austin, in, in, in 2019, actually, on his podcast, said uh, that he most definitely said, physically, would I be able to have one more match? Yes, most definitely, and I can make it uh, to that match without being injured. Um He's got it in him, right? Now, yeah. you ask what makes it different? Kaz, talking about these other guys making their comebacks, I think is right on the money. Obviously, we can see that medical science, broadly defined, has made a lot of strides in terms of getting these guys back to you know working condition. You know, People that were like, reti- like forced retirement due to neck issues or back in the ring, right? Also, just like the way it's physical shape that people are in later in their life. I mean, it's uh, TB12 and on. I mean, there's just a whole lot of opportunities there. You know, Kevin Nash t- a couple years ago talked about going to like Mexico to get like whatever like magic done to his knees. And he's like a whole new person, you know, and like th- there's all this stuff you can do. And it's not just the opportunities there. It's that you're seeing your you're seeing your contemporaries go out and get this stuff done and emerge new. You know, it's like, I'm not going to sign up for some sort of crazy, you know, new elective surgery. But, dude, if you guys got it, if you guys just showed up one day, like, jacked, and you were just like, yeah, you got to get this. I'd be like, okay, just show me where to sign up, man. Like, it's worked on you guys. You know, so so there's that. But then, and I said this on Mac Mania. You cannot, it is impossible for someone outside of the state of Texas to understand the draw and the significance of selling out Cowboy Stadium. Like that is, he, Austin played high school football, college football, like that is, before he, the dream was to be WWF champion, the dream was to, was to sell out that, I mean, that football stadium didn't exist, but the dream was to sell out that stadium. Uh, and the, Vince is, I'm sure calling and saying, we need you, you know, we got to, we, we need to sell the stadium out, we need you. My feeling is that Austin is that if there's any question, it's that Austin would want to work, you know, and not and not just come out and do a little schmozzy stunner and go. And so that's probably the barrier. But, dude, if 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 we got if we got Austin coming out, if the glass broke, I think I made a really my, my really offensive joke was 
when the glass shatters, everybody's going to go wild. Let's just hope that his spine doesn't shatter right after that. But, the, but, but, yo, that's so out of pocket. That's how we're all going to be watching the match. Every time we watch our legends wrestle, we're just like, please don't get hurt. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that I mean, but hell, Goldberg's Ori, still out there. And I'm just yes. like, man, what are we doing? <laughs> Goldberg's out there banging his head against, you know, metal walls and stuff. <laughs> If we if if all we get is the glass shattering, Austin coming, I mean, dude, Austin, I don't care what kind of shape he's in. Um, put on those briefs, put on the vest, put on your knee braces. Glass shatters. He comes out in his gear. If he just comes out, double bird, stone cold stunner, and and the pin, we'll be happy. You know, like the the expectation. As long as they don't, as long as they don't over over promise and under deliver, it's gonna like it's worth it, and it's gonna be so awesome. I mean, I. Dude, I mean, it's gonna. It's just what a. It's it. it the upside is so high. Yeah, you kind of went into my next question of you know who would his opponent be. I was thinking like pie in the sky automatically when I hear Stone Cold. I'm like, oh, you can only do Brock or like Roman or and that type of big feud. But you think we're going kind of more of the the jobber route of him facing someone mid card? Well, I would never so call gonna... Kevin. I would ooh, never call ooh, Kevin ooh, Owens a yeah, jobber. I would not so call okay, Kevin Owens yeah, is definitely not fair. a jobber. I, I think uh, me personally, a guy when you when you see somebody coming back for a long time, a long layoff, you usually want somebody who can not carry them, but somebody that has hasn't really taken much time off in the past couple of years. Somebody that is safe, somebody that it could that makes a ton of sense and someone that could uh, you know, make sure that make sure Austin looks as good as we want him to look, right? Like you don't only put Brock Lesnar up in the ring with like people at, at the at the top of their game. You only put like these these, you know, I don't want to say part-timers, but it's really difficult to put somebody like that, who's been offered that long in a match with somebody who's so physical, whereas not to say Kevin Owens isn't physical, but I think he's a little bit more uh, of, of, you know, just just look at the past couple of guys. CM Punk comes back with Darby Allen. Sting comes back with Seth Rollins, you know, like uh, Goldberg comes back against Brock Lesnar, but it's like in a five second match or whatever, right? Like mm -hmm. it's always somebody who, who can, who can one, take the loss and, and two, yes. Uh, is, is safe to to work with that right. isn't as physically also, taxing as somebody. Also, to do the to do, wait, just do, I mean, you don't say jobber, right? I mean, to do the favors for Stone Cold Steve Austin is an honor. Do the I honors, remember when, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we did, when we did, when uh, you remember when like The Rock and Becky Lynch were like rock bottoming Baron King Corbin in the ring? When was that? That was um uh on was it just no? It wasn't God? It was in Brooklyn. But regardless, it was like the, the King Corbin was out there just like 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 getting like getting taken down by the rock. I saw him after that. I saw Corbin after that. I don't know him, whatever, but I like you just ran into him in the hotel and he was just blissed out. And I was like, do you know? Cause he gets a lot of shit, you know, from the fans. I don't know what is right, you know. I think he's well liked backstage, but I was just like, dude, mm -hmm. do you know how incredible it was that you just got to get rock bottomed <laughs> in front of like <laughs> screaming fans? And he was just like, Man, it was the best night of my life. You know, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you get that." Like, like that's like that. The, like, they all know. You know, I guarantee Kevin Owens, especially with his newly signed deal, is is happy to do the honors for Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? To do like to to take that to to just eat a stunner and go down. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that's it. I don't think Austin's going to come back and work a bunch. I just think they need to make you believe in one match. And if they can do that, sheesh, man, it could be. 
Enormous. Um, okay, so we got to talk about Elimination Chamber, but I mean, this WrestleMania, WrestleMania is come, uh, coming into focus a little bit here, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I just like think it. it's, from coming from where we were a couple weeks ago, and we were just like, how are they going to get two nights of wrestling matches together? <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. They're doing a pretty good job. Okay, so let's do a, wait, before we do that, Let's close. Let's let's close with that. Let's just do a really. Let's just really briefly mention Dynamite last night. Yes. Um, actually, you know what? We should also mention NXT on Tuesday night. I don't even. It was a freaking banger of a show. Vengeance Day, top to bottom. Every match. Every match is worth watching. If you didn't watch NXT, I mean, I think that the Creed brothers probably had a better match last week against the Grizzled Young Veterans. They did against MSK, and you know. The women's tag match, uh, if on a different card, I might not have been holding it to the same esteem. You know, everything just felt like such a big deal. But, dude, go if you haven't watched that show, go watch the cage match. Go watch the title match. Um, go watch the oh my god, the North American title match. Yeah, can't. Oh my gosh, what a freaking fight that was, man. I mean, people were shocked by that. Those two guys can go. They, um, we, we don't got to talk about it now, but one day we'll, we got we to gotta dedicate an entire episode into like the miracle that is NXT 2.0, right? <laughs> like, it was really left for dead. Like, a lot of people were not high on, you know, the jettisoning of the Undisputed Era and and Gargano and and Bronson Reed and Swerve and Hit Ru- like the, Triple H like there was so many things that for you know a lot of people really you know did not have the highest of hopes for the show but man you really got to give it to Shawn Michaels and everybody who's been like putting that show together like that show moves like that show like, that show feels good like the LA mm-hmm. Night storyline is super fun and they got him looking yeah. like NXT Stone Cold Steve Austin speaking of Stone Cold getting arrested going everywhere going crazy you got Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams who look like an absolute money act right now even people that aren't even in the title picture i think that might be i think that is truly what the biggest success of NXT 2.0 is NXT 1.0 really felt like if you weren't fighting for a title you really didn't mean much you know what i mean like it, it really was nothing to 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 write home about especially the women's like there was it was just women's mm-hmm. title and not really a whole bunch else going on but NXT 2.0 Braun Breaker's fantastic uh, this fantastic NXT champion NXT champion storyline but i i'd argue he's not the most important thing going on on that show and you know that's a good thing. That is a great thing. Like you, you want to be able to build out these characters and flush them out to the point yep. that you know. And I'm sorry to to hear this. I think the one thing NXT 1.0 kind of did that wasn't the best in the long term was unexpectedly look at as as like a graduation to the main roster. Yeah. Right. Like. It's it's in a perfect world, you would be on top of, the, of NXT and then you'd be on top of WWE. And that's not how it works. A lot of folks aren't on the main roster. A, lo- a lot of folks aren't on the top of the card. And you know what? Everybody's position on the card is important. 
not just about being in the title picture. It's not just being like, oh my God, how do you waste that talent? How do you waste that guy? This is that and the third. Like, no, you can see where like a Wendy Chu fits into uh, yeah. a, 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 a woman's storyline. You could it's see true. where LA Knight could be a, an important figure in a main event storyline without having to fight for a title. And you could mm-hmm. also see, you could also see Braun Breaker breaking through and becoming yeah. like a, a huge mega star. So it's like, in that case, maybe it doesn't have the buzz of the original NXT with all these like new free agents coming over from across the globe and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But I'd argue that it's just as good now as, as it's ever been. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's a whole lot of fun. You said we got to talk about it later. I think it's just as good, man. I, I could, we'll do it later, but I, I really believe in NXT 2.0. I really do. I, I, I am... I am shocked at how far they've come <laughs> in a short amount of time. I'll say that. All right, let's do let's do dynamite talk. Um, CM Punk and MJF are going to wrestle at Revolution in a dog collar match. CM Punk announced that. Uh, obviously, there's some uh, Roddy Piper, uh, Greg Valentine uh, callbacks in that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I just hope that everybody's eardrum uh, is intact. At the eardrums are intact at the end of the match. Um, <laughs> but you know. Listen, if Punk is just going to pay homage to things, parts of wrestling that he loves in every single match, I'm here for it. I am here for it. You know, I mean, like Mm. at some point he should probably change his gimmick to just like the wrestling tape trader or something. But uh, (laughs) if he's just going to to imply it for now, that's great. Um, What else do we, what else? Oh, so Danielson, Lee Moriarty, those two guys had a great, great TV match. And then afterwards, Moxley came out. Basically, they're going to fight at Revolution, it looks like. And then, and depending then on the outcome, they're gonna, and then they're going to team up. <laughs> Which is, I think, how exactly what I predicted when this whole thing started. I was like, yes, you did. Tony Khan's not going to tease it, tease an either or, and then only give us one. He's going to give us both. Yeah, um, yes. And it's and and that's I mean I could not ask for anything more. Those two guys as running buddies. I mean that I didn't know I needed that. I need it so much right now. Um, like there's uh, there's there's like this rumbling of what if they like are trying to make like a much more I mean not a version of the shield or whatever but like just there's just something really really intriguing about John Moxley back in a in a faction right mm-hmm. like there's just something really intriguing about like all right like this guy the only other faction he's ever been in was like the most successful fash- faction of the past decade yeah, this has got to step up from that. So, like, I mean, well, and, there, and, the, and this is the and implicitly a lot of I mean, people are going to compare this to the NWO, right? Because if they yeah. get, I mean, people people talked about Punk joining up too, or at least they fantasy booked it. This is the two big WWE guys who like jump ship came here. Like they like, what do they have in common? Well, you know, they they got a lot riding on this. They better they better get out. They better um, they better stay on top of the company, you know, or else they yeah. made a really boneheaded decision in kayfabe, right? So <laughs> I think that that's it could be that could be super cool. Uh, what else happened? Um, um the TNT title oh, match was pretty tight. Yeah, uh, Sammy yeah. Guevara versus Darby Allen. I mean, you know, you put those two guys in the match anytime. It's gonna be it, it's it's. I like the, I like saving that. First of all, I like I like the restraint. I like the I I like that they didn't make Cody leaving into a plot point, at least not yet. And they didn't try to be like, hey, we're okay without him and do like put throw everything into this show. Right. right. It was it was just the show they had planned. That's really good. Um I like Adam Cole's promo. I think he made me more interested in that match than I was before. That's the whole point of a promo. Oh, by the way, talking about WWE defections, 
Jake Hager looks like he's getting in that WWE shape, doesn't he? There you <laughs> he goes. might be following I mean, Cody out the door. His contract might be coming minute. up. Uh, uh, Jericho's yeah. in the shape. Of, Jericho's in the best shape he's been in in a long time too. But I think we've have it confirmed that he that they picked up his option. He's got a couple more years left on his deal, uh, and that's the right place for him. I don't need to see him try to make another WWE run at this moment in time. Mm. Um, but in general, really solid show. Uh, oh, I love the women's match. I love the I love uh, Britt Baker and her crew coming out and with the post match beatdown. I mean that whole thing and and Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez just put on a. I mean they, they have good. They they work really really well together. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. A lot uh, of lot of really good stuff. Lot, lots of good stuff. And you mentioned that like it's really tight that they aren't ignoring the Cody thing and they're they mm -hmm. kind of you know they they're, they're not going to do the whole. We're gonna pretend this guy never existed. Thing that WWE tends yeah. to do sometimes when people leave, and I think that's a smart thing. Well, to I mean, do. it was it was an unfortunate maybe coincidence that like the 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 his first episode, the first episode of Dynamite with Adam, they have another, they announce another dog collar match, right? Because a lot yeah. of that was sort of the thing that he had, but they would have done that anyway. It really was just a coincidence, and and even if they did do that just to mess with his resume, who cares? It's wrestling. Who cares? It's wrestling. I think. Uh, uh, one thing we're we're not necessarily talking about as much, especially when it comes to dynamite, is is if Cody couldn't stay, doesn't give you the belief. I mean, they've already kind of mentioned that you know they can't re-sign everybody, and you said Hager looks pretty good. He looks like he's getting back in the WWE shape. He's like, in the best shape. He's in better shape than he ever was in, in the. Like he looks really, really good. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he. I'm sure Cody's not going to be the only AEW defection. I'll, I'll put it like that. He's definitely not going to be the no. only one. No, actually, so many people are, are just fantasy booking MJF to WWE that I'm just going to go on the record and say it's never going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm just going to go the other. I'm going to zag, you know, like I, it's a it, it's it, too many people. Too many people believe that to be a, a guarantee. I'm not talking about people that know. I mean, I mean, people online are talking about it. Um, I, I mean, I do think that there is going to be this really interesting thing with the sort of, you know, four pillars generation, right? The younger dudes who for like no matter how great AEW is doing and no matter like even if AEW is just on a, you know a class above whatever i mean if, if AEW if everything goes right over the next few years there are going to be people that like that grew up dreaming of being WWE champion that are going to have an opportunity to go work for WWE you know mm -hmm. and that's going to be that's a thing that i think wrestling fans maybe don't associate themselves with very much, you know? Yes. It's like no matter how much you love whatever, no matter how much you love your 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 NBA team's big star, if they grew up rooting for the Knicks, every, when they're a free agent, you got to be worried, right? It yeah. doesn't matter any of the Knicks or even if you're winning 70 or 60 games a year and the Knicks are winning 20. Like you got to be worried if they're if their childhood team is coming after them. And I feel that's like going to be a thing. This 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 entire week is is giving me like another jolt. Of oh, wrestling, dude, you know what I mean? Like I've been, I've been waiting for this type of like free agent madness throughout wrestling mm -hmm. companies that with it big money on the line, big names, big television contracts. I said it on like, Bill's podcast. I said it on Bill's podcast. It only works if it goes both ways, right? I mean, listen, yes. when, when Punk showed up, Punk showing up on AEW is still the night of the year in professional wrestling over the past couple years, you know, whatever. But like, and, and Danielson coming over. I mean, Danielson, AEW Brian Danielson is my favorite professional wrestler, my favorite current professional yes. wrestler. 1,000%. Um, 
man. But the free agent signings have to go both ways for it to really, you know, it wasn't until, I think Jericho, I, I said this on Bill's podcast, Jericho is the comp here for, for Cody Rhodes going because if they, if they, when Jericho came in, they made this guy who couldn't get, who couldn't crack the main event in WCW, they made him look like a main eventer from the moment, from the get, because they put him right there with The Rock, right? Mm -hmm. WWE does that with Cody Rhodes. If they just put him face to face with Roman Reigns or Vince McMahon or whoever, and it's easy it's, to it's do so, because he's been there before. He was in Legacy. Yeah. He ran with Randy Orton. He went up with Triple H. Like it's a very easy thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So very I mean, but, but it's but him. But was when Jericho came over was the I mean the moment where you were just like or the Big Show I guess came over really. But like when Jericho came over, you were just like, oh yeah, this is a fight now. Like this is like we're going yeah. like that. We're we're trading blows. You know, we don't really need like X Pac. You know, whatever. But like. When they start <laughs> swiping dudes, Tony and I Khan, love you suck, pal. <laughs> yeah, That's my uh, but yeah, no, no, but but it's it's this is it's so fun, it's so invigorating, and yes. I know we sound like WWE homers like week in and week out for talking about certain stuff, and I know that I'm irrationally excited about Cody Rhodes, who is like not one of my like top five favorite in ring performers, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, is one of my favorite professional wrestling human beings. I have had very little interaction with him, but from what you can like gather about a human from interviewing them and like, you know, saying hi in the hallway or whatever, he's just one of the best people. Like he, I love him. I love him dearly, not knowing him at all. Mm. Not one of my favorite, my five favorite professional wrestlers, but for what he means to this moment in professional wrestling, not just for WWE, but what he means right now and really what he's meant over the past, several years i'm so excited about this i could not be more excited i don't think i would be more excited if he were i don't think there's anybody else on aew's roster that would make me more excited for him going i mean for, for like if they were jumping to wwe yeah yeah i mean maybe if like moxley was going back or whatever but i still think cody there's something about the way they're gonna i, I feel like they could because cody could cody was the spark cody was yeah. the spark for this whole thing like the bucks were out there already kenny was out there already like he was the great. You said in the beginning of the show he was he was the great legitimizer for a lot of these guys. He was he was hot as hell on, on the indies when he left WWE. He reinvented himself, and there's yeah. something about being that executive vice president of AEW right before the biggest wrestling show on the planet mm -hmm. that has a whole lot of intrigue about ways yeah. they can take it. So yeah, I think you're right about yeah, and, that. It is and insane. listen, being over there in AEW and being on his little Cody Island and working this sort of, you know, heel, like, you know, you know, kind of heel that doesn't know he's a heel sort of, you know, style, coming down to the ring with the giant capes, cutting these like epic 10 minute promos, whatever. He's basically been auditioning for the main, the WWE main event without knowing mm -hmm. it, right? Like mm -hmm. he has, we know exactly what Cody Rhodes main eventer looks like because he's been doing that. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save 40% site-wide. 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
And we got to talk about Elimination Chamber. It's on yes. Saturday. It's at noon Eastern time. We're going to be on Green Room right afterwards. So come hang out with us. We always have a good time there. Oh, and I'll be on the uh, Ultimate Elimination Chamber show on Peacock with uh, Sam Roberts, uh, Ryan Popola, and Matt Camp. So check that out right before Elimination Chamber. Super fun. When I was a kid, I used to have this recurring dream slash nightmare. Have I talked about this on the show? I don't know. I used know. to have this recurring nightmare where like me and my buddy, it usually it was my buddy Sean, were like going, like we were wrestlers and we were like at MSG and we were like going to the ring, walking down the aisle and it was like awesome because it was like the dream. I was like, ah, oh, like I get, I'm a wrestler. We get to be wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then I realized it's oh, it's a steel cage match with demolition, and I don't know how to be a wrestler. It suddenly occurs to me like, like oh, this is gonna be re this is I'm gonna get killed. Yeah, um, I had I had a very similar dreams with the Undertaker as a child. Like I'd be so happy coming down the ring, and all of a sudden I hear the gong, and he wouldn't even walk like, down the ring. <laughs> like, I wouldn't hey. even get. I, I wouldn't even get the slow walk. Undertaker, it would be gong, lights out, lights back on, and he's right behind me, and he just beats the crap out of me. <laughs> the reason, the reason why I ask this, because if someone was just like, "Hey, Shoemaker," like if like if I if they came to me like Austin, right, Shoemaker, we need you at WrestleMania to sell tickets. We need we need you to work one on one with Kevin Owens. It's re you're, you're like, whatever. This is never obviously never going to happen. But if someone came to me, I'd be like, yeah, like, give me give me a few months to train. Give me as long as Owens is into it, we work well together, whatever. I, I would probably do it. I'd be scared out of my mind, but I would do it. But if they were like, Shoemaker, we need you to work the elimination chamber. You got a month to get ready. I would probably say no, because the elimination chamber is legitimately scary as a human. And when you were like, hey, I'm going to be in the elimination chamber, preach like ultimate show. I thought you were. I just imagined you in the elimination chamber and I was like, please, Kaz, don't do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so this is a big deal. This is also, thank you, Cody Rhodes, one of the cool the coolest thing that could have possibly happened in the elimination chamber because I don't know what's going to happen. If you had asked me a week ago, I would have said the elimination chamber match for the WWE Championship, Lashley, Lesnar, Rollins, Styles, Riddle, and Austin Theory. I would have said, I would have put my money on Brock Lesnar. I, you know, would have said what they're 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 obviously if they're if they're if they're paying if they're if they're wasting a wasting if they're paying good money to have Brock Lesnar work this match, then the point has to be a title versus title match at WrestleMania. That has to be like the, wh where they're headed. I don't think they're going to pay that money for just a minor misdirection. But if it wasn't going to be him, you know, I'd say Rollins or Lashley sort of equal. You know, I I don't. Uh, probably Rollins, but whatever. But the rest of the guys just, I mean, despite the riddle rumors uh, that seem sort of semi-unfounded uh, around the Royal Rumble, I, I just don't see them going in a, in a sort of shocking route. But now that Cody Rhodes is coming in, I mean, I think you got to put the money on, you know, Ro I mean, honestly, if it, uh, Rollins winning so they can have, so he and Cody can have a title match at WrestleMania. I mean, I don't know why it's just felt it's fallen into this place where it's obviously... Rollins, but I think to me, he's Mr. WWE right now. You know, I think he's the guy that would be that would sort of have some uh, be defensive. I guess if if Cody came in, he would be, and he's you know they want to put him in that babyface position, and who knows how people are going to react. But you know, if Cody comes out and cuts a promo on Vince or on Triple H or whatever, and says, "Hey, I'm back," I mean, you know. Let's bring back authority. Let's bring back authority, Seth Rollins. Let's have him defend the company. You know, let's let's do it that way. Regardless, I don't know what's going to happen at the Elimination Chamber. What's your pick? 
Um, I, I, I don't think Bobby retains. I do think the title comes off of him, and I do think there's one of two ways. It either goes Brock for the title for title, which I think has always been the plan, and mm-hmm. um, man, there's something that's just tickling the back of my neck about Riddle. Right? Like, okay. Is, is, okay. Is, 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 like, I feel like there's a way we could get to <laughs> our, the RK bro explodes Riddle versus Randy Orton for the WWE championship. Cause there are, they're inarguably the biggest storyline on raw. Like there's something there which, which possibly could happen. And, you know, obviously Seth Rollins being in the mix too. I, I do think there's, you know, a couple of weeks back, I still, you know, pre-Cody, pre-lot of these things, I still believe the biggest match to have uh, ending night two of WrestleMania would be um, the rematch of the triple threat from WrestleMania yeah. 31 with Brock, Seth, and Roman for all the gold. Uh, I am well aware that Roman was in a triple threat WrestleMania main event match last year. I, I don't think that should be a hindrance on whether they do it again this year. But there's Cody. As the big wild card, as there's Stone Cold Steve Austin as another big wild card, like there's Goldberg. He's gonna be in in a in a in a high profile match somewhere. Like there's so many. If if you ask me to put some money down, I would say Brock Lesnar wins the world title. But I mean, golly, like he's you, you saw him on Pat McAfee the other day, and you see him on the on on all these you know on this babyface run. Now, I really think he needs the title. Like, I really don't think, like, I think he's at the point where, like, the title doesn't, it, it, he really does not need it because he's such a mega baby face right now that I never thought we'd see uh, out of him. But he's he's killing that role. So, I mean, just like, yeah, like, I, 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 I think Seth is the smart choice for all the marbles. But if I had to put money, I think Brock wins the Elimination Chamber. So that's your, your official pick is Brock? My official pick is Brock Lesnar, yes. My official pick is Seth Rollins. I don't know why. I'm just that that's where I'm going to go. I don't mind the Riddle idea. I would feel like you could talk me into Riddle wins and then we set up a Riddle versus Orton or something for the WWE title at Mania. But with Cody here, I think all bets are off. I think that you can. Okay. uh, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. I think we got this is going to be the unanimous pick in house. Who's going to win? Roman Reigns. No, I'm just kidding. Roman Reigns. uh, women's Elimination Chamber, Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss. By the way, what a gauntlet match they had on Monday night. I mean, that's, listen, there's one way to book a gauntlet match. Really? I mean, yes. there's what, well, there's two ways. The person who starts the match wins, or the person who starts the match fights the good fight and loses valiantly in the very last match against the other person they're putting over, so you get two wins out of it, right? That's what they, yes. cho- they chose course B, and... Uh, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair embracing at the end. I mean, that's going to... I'm glad that we have Rhea back in the position to stand toe-to-toe with Bianca Belair, and I'm glad that we're still considering these two the future of the company and and, and saying it out loud or implicitly over and over again. Um, Who's going to... So who's going to win that match? I got uh, Bianca Belair. I think Bianca I do Belair uh, I just don't think it. you go any other way. I just think it'd be, it would be nuts to not have her in the main event at WrestleMania. Um... And I guess they could go other way. So uh, handcuffed to that, Becky Lynch versus Lita for the Raw Women's Championship. Ooh, uh, yeah, I think Becky Lynch retains. Um, 
I think Lita has a strong showing, but yeah, I think uh, Becky Lynch retains and she gets this. Uh, yeah, this judging great by moment. the fact that judging by the fact that Lita went on the record saying that they called her like two weeks ago to work this match, I think yeah. probably probably there's not a lot of like you know long term booking involved. But who knows? Anything could happen. Um, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch as well. Uh, Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the SmackDown Tag Championships. Oh, man, uh, I'm keeping it on the Usos, man. I think the Usos keep it all in trucking. Uh, yeah. I know they stole the Viking Raiders helmets the other day. I don't think that's uh, indicative of how that match is going to end. I got the Usos winning. I don't disagree, except... Well, I guess if the, I guess if WWE Championship changes hands, that sort of checks the box for a championship changing hands. It just wouldn't surprise me if the tag if the tag belts flopped only because i know I, i'm going to pick the usos but it wouldn't surprise me if the tag belts switched hands because because in the same way that it seems like wwe likes to put the 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 main title onto an angle that doesn't even need them anymore you know doesn't even need the main title it seems like they also like to go the other way and just make the tag team division wacky at wrestlemania time you know it's just like like every wrestlemania it's just like uh, there's just six teams vying for the championship and they just do some crazy match. So I, it wouldn't shock me if the, if we just do Viking Raiders for the sole sake of having a, a, a different, another title match at WrestleMania or whatever. Anyway, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I'm going to go Usos. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss, the feud that we're all demanding resolution to. Who's going to win? It's false count anywhere, by the way. Oh my gosh. Uh, good, good. Good dad jokes, Mad Cat Moss. I respect them. Drew needs to end this <laughs> swiftly and decisively. Where, I want to go Mad Cat Moss on this just be just to go just to zag. And also because what the, what's the point if he keeps losing? Yeah. But I guess I yeah. guess the point is the point is it's false count anywhere. So what would be the most like interesting, hilarious, or appropriate place for Drew to pin Mad Cat Moss if the point is Drew goes over again? Where would you have him? Where would you have him make the what where and anywhere would you have him make the pin? Oh my gosh. Uh I would pin Madcap Moss um probably underneath a camel. Like I would find one of those camels that they had riddle uh ride to the ring with, and then just you know, tagging old uh Joe Camel and just you know, have him uh do the doomsday device off the camel and just pin him right there, right underneath. <laughs> Doomsday device uh, off the camel is I, is where is where we're I'm at. I'm not even it. sure if that if I, I'm gonna if I'm allowed to laugh at that, but I but that's a great <laughs> idea. Um, let's uh, I, yeah, I guess it being I guess it being in Saudi really makes it, it opens up the the realm of possibilities. I don't know. I, I'm gonna go Madcap Moss and just I have no idea where this pin's gonna take place. Um, uh, oh yeah. Naomi and Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, uh, Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair. What do we, this is this is one of those fun like I, I don't know. I'm very I'm very into this. I'm 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 very into the way they've tied these storylines together, and I am really excited to see how this match gets worked. I mean, I just I, I, this is this is probably the next match is Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. So we can pick both these. Here are the matches that I'm going to actually be glued to my seat for. Mysterio Miz probably, but this tag match is up there. I'm trying to think besides, I mean, this might be, this tag match might be number two in terms of like how closely I'm watching it on first watch, because I'm just very interested to see how like all these people get put over and to see how 
Sonya Deville works and to see how, you know, just the different chemistries in this match um, to kind of see where Ronda's at. Especially after last week. Especially after last week. I think uh, Naomi and Charlotte had a great, great match. Um, Sonya's starting to get her comeuppance and... I don't think Ronda's coming back to take a, 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 a L, not even a tag team L. No, uh, no, 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 you know, no. So uh, I'm going Naomi Ronda in a walk. Sonya eats the pin. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, My fault. I think Sonya eats the pin. I think, uh, you know, there's there's so many. Naomi's gotten a couple of wins off of her in the past couple of, you know, months. And... It kind of seems like uh, you know, the 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 matches in Riyadh are usually, especially with the women, are usually happy endings, right? Yeah. Like you usually want to go with yeah, a happy a ending point. with the women, you know. So I think we're gonna get Rhonda Charlotte, Rhonda. Um, There's a lot of interesting things over. you could do here, though. I mean, if you're just like running down the list of opportunities, you could have. I mean, you could have Rousey demolish either one of them, either one of the opponents, and have Naomi get the pin just to give Naomi that extra little boost, right? You mm-hmm. could have, you could do the reverse. You could have, you know, Charlotte and Sonya team up on either one of them. They could team up on Ronda and take out, you know, and have Sonya Deville beat Ronda Rousey, even if it's like totally corrupt. Just imagine that she has that on her. She can brag about that for the next, mm-hmm. you know, five years. Um, there's a lot of stuff you could do that without making somebody look bad, but I I agree. Naomi and, and Ronda Rousey would be my pick, um, because because of the Riyadh thing. Yes. Otherwise, yes. I'd go the otherwise I'd go the other way, but I think Rousey celebrating at the end. Now this is pro wrestling, and I've said this a million times: who wins and who loses doesn't actually matter in this case because you could have the heels win and Ronda just come in. You know, if if Naomi takes the pin, Ronda can just come in clean house. I mean, clear house and just you know put somebody in an arm bar and then celebrate as if she just won the match. So it it actually mm-hmm. doesn't matter a ton, but I'm, I'll go with the baby faces. And then last match, Rey Mysterio versus The Miz um, for the rights to Dominic. Who is, uh, <laughs> who, who do you got in this one? I don't think I've ever picked against The Miz in any ringer wrestling uh, match uh, prediction. And I'm not going to start now. I got The Miz over Rey Mysterio in this one. I mean, you would have been justified in picking. I mean, I probably would have gone along with you if you picked against the Miz when he was cutting bad promos on the Real World. <laughs> if you picked against the Miz when he had that dumb hat on in ECW and he was doing like crowd interviews, I would have picked against the Miz a lot of times. But since then, the Miz has been WWE champion. He married Maurice. He's got a successful reality show. He is a legitimate, like, top dude in WWE. It would, I mean, picking against him is a fool's errand. Um, that said, I think Ray's gonna win. Uh, well, damn. No, never mind. Miz is gonna win. I'm definitely gonna. I'm de- I, I should. That would have been a better seg. That would have been a better argument if I just went ahead and picked the Miz. But I think the Miz is gonna win because I think the Miz has something valuable to contribute as a heel at WrestleMania. And I think you can tell the if you ever want to tell the Mysterio the Mysterio family breakup story. You know, Ray can lose this match. So anyway, uh. That's my pick. Those are your picks. We're going to, maybe we'll, we'll release the picks again on Twitter so everybody can make fun of us when we get them wrong. And I uh, love those. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think that's it. Let's, uh, we, we've been doing this for a long time. This big week, big news week. Um, is there anything that we actually missed? Oh, man. We'll, do, we'll we, definitely, we, we're going to we, do. We missed, we missed the rock sort of 
teasing his comeback as well. <laughs> you know, did you oh miss my that? god! Well, there was a rumor who not a rumor. I mean, somebody put it out there that the person that like that that the Stone Cold when they were confirming the Stone Cold potential rumors, some of, one of the news guy, one of the one of the one of the journalists said that there's another person that's being discussed internally that's on Stone Cold Steve Austin's level. Now, this is a strange tease to me because it kind of feels like if it's The Rock, you would just say, he might be getting The Rock. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who else is in Stone Cold Steve Austin's level. The Undertaker has got to be on the list. I think it's only Rocky, bro. I think. Oh, listen, I, Super Bowl commercials go through millions and millions of edits. Stone Cold and The Rock being in the WrestleMania Super Bowl commercial was not there by accident. I stand by that. I believe it. I don't care if it was a 20-second commercial. I think they were both be heavily involved. And uh, if you remember, I, I can't fucking find The Rock's exact tweet, but he said if you if you watch the Super Bowl, everybody was so hyped when he was uh, doing the intro. And... uh when he when he said the millions, he didn't pause. And somebody came up to him and was like, oh, man, I loved it. I loved the intro. But a small part of my childhood died when The Rock said the millions and didn't let the crowd finish. And millions afterwards. And The Rock said, don't worry. The millions have to wait with, and he put with pause in parentheses, won't have to wait very long to get that. That was a little Easter egg for the millions out there. And I was just like, oh, man. If it's not if it's not Dallas, it's definitely a tease to SoFi next year. So I mean, yeah. it's it's it it's, makes a lot of sense if The Rock is going to work SoFi. If The Rock is going to work WrestleMania 20, 2023, we know how The Rock works. It makes per, it makes all the sense in the world for him to do some sort of appearance at this WrestleMania to project onto the next one because the what if The Rock is going to work? He'll show up at WrestleMania. He'll show up at SummerSlam, and then he'll do. A couple of weeks in early 2023, and that'll be the that'll be the build, right? I mean, so now where was uh, where was the Super Bowl at this past year? Where was he making that intro? At SoFi. At I SoFi, mean, it just yeah. kind of it all ties in together, man. Nothing happens by accident. So uh, we'll see, man. It should be fun. You you know why he you know a lot of people were making jokes about him being the XFL's owner and being and introducing the Super Bowl if there was like a conflict of interest there. But obviously the reason why, as many people pointed out to me, is because he's got a show on NBC, right? I mean this is like The Rock has a the the Super Bowl is on NBC and The Rock as a as a you know the NBC has an investment in The Rock. NBC Peacock NBC is Peacock too. You know Peacock's got a big investment in WWE and a big investment in The Rock. And don't you think? That they wouldn't that, that NBC Universal wouldn't just be like, hey Rock, we would love for you to show up on this Peacock special event, aka WrestleMania, and do us a solid. If he's gonna show up at the Super Bowl, I, I'm not I'm, there's a lot of good reasons for him to show up there. And the and the young rock season two just wrapped. Our good friend Brian Gowertz, friend of the show, just tweeted out a, a rap photo. So things are happening, pal. The, 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 the young rock rap photo means that Brian Gewertz will soon be available to pop up on the podcast. He's 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 gonna come out of hiding in Australia and maybe <laughs> maybe say hi. Um, yeah. Anyway, we got to get out of here. We've been doing this for too long. Um, the, you know they they they've told us to keep our episodes to under an hour, and so thank God Sorry. Cody Rhodes is here. Yeah, thank God mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes is is here to to just help us just say never mind or no. I guess no is the right word. Anyway. Do you want to do your plugs on the way out the door? 
Yeah, man. MSG PM after every uh, Nick game, unfortunately, and Rangers game on the MSG network. Say less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie every week on YouTube.com slash Kazim. And wherever you get podcasts are right here talking graps on the Ringer Wrestling Podcast Network and the Mass Man Show. That's all I got. Uh, you can see me here. You can, or you can hear me here. You can hear me uh, on the press box. This week, you can hear me on Mac Mania and on Bill Simmons podcast. Um, I had a lot of wrestling to talk about, but listen to the Ringer Wrestling Show, all the shows, Cheap Heat, Mac Mania, The Masked Man Show with Kaz. And uh, we, honest to God, have some cool stuff that's about to, about to be announced. So watch this space. Thank you to our babyface producer, John Kerma. We love you, Johnny Moxley. We'll see you back here on Green Room after, after the Elimination Chamber on Saturday. But in podcast terms, we'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. Peace.